lips a simple recipe But it would mean so much to me Turn on the gas and make me feel fine All I wanna say is Just give me some hot pizza Steve Siddall here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all across the country each and every week. We bring it all to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And when I say we, I mean Chrissy Paradis is here. Steve Siddall. Hey, Chrissy. So uh, big, uh, big, uh, you know, once you made it through Thanksgiving and all of that. I did, and only uh, two or three pounds heavier. I know. Well, it's an eating holiday, as Joe Murphy likes to say. I love Joe Murphy is such a wise, wise <laughs> fella because it truly is. That is the point. That is the goal. That's you right. Eat. eat. You sleep. Exactly. You have fun. You're thankful, grateful, and then you get in the holiday spirit. Yep. For whatever holiday you celebrate, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. So, are you in that holiday spirit? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You're always jolly. Well, I Fun. try to be, right? Me too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, so uh, but let me, let's just give some folks an idea of what they're going to hear today. So Coach Pete Derud is here. Uh, he'll be talking about adjusting to retirement. Uh, Joe Murphy will be included as well, talking about the plan and being flexi- flexible. Mark Giels talks about sequence of returns. And I love his, you know, his sort of take on that and, and how, how he explains it. Greg Berrien, who you did a show with yesterday or this week, I'll say, is uh, talking about some year-end retirement-related things you ought to be doing. And we'll hear from Christina Ping-Kepperling talking about adjusting to retirement. A lot of brain power on this show today. Yes, but again, but then... That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above well, again, uh, topping the stories, uh, you know, economics, I guess. We were always talking about that. Um, U.S. economy did pretty well in the third quarter. There's, that's what they're saying. Okay. Uh, 5.2% annually, uh, faster than they thought, revising it up from 4.9. But it's a probably one-off. A one-off? So, in other words, fourth quarter could be a very uh, different story. Interesting. Even though it's, you know, when people are spending a lot of money. That's what I was just thinking. A lot of gift buying, a lot of holiday. Right. That's very, that's shocking. I would think that the fourth quarter would uh, be beefing up a little bit. You would think. Um, And again, so as we get towards the end of the year, the economy's kind of... You know, breathing easier, I guess. Uh, experts say the GDP heading for a more modest one to two percent annual growth in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, the uh, economic roller coaster is it, maybe slowing down, but it just continues. It continues. Yes, it does. That's what I was thinking. We were talking earlier about uh, Charlie Munger. Right. Yes, the legend. The legend. Yeah. What? Uh, so, tell me a little bit about him. Well, a ninety-nine-year-old legendary investor. Him and Warren Buffett, or Warren Buffet, as I sometimes <laughs> say, sometimes, yeah. uh, they really just worked together to create that investing investment legacy. And, and he passed 
away, unfortunately, uh, well, at, at 99. 99 lived yeah. a great full life on November 28th. And he played such a key role in helping Warren Buffett move from investing in a lower quality cigar butt stock <laughs> to... That's a great line. I wonder what I, that means. Right? I mean... It, it makes me think maybe a uh, what was deemed a useless or oh, sure a, or a penny stock, stock yeah, or yeah okay. to a top-notch business or businesses at fair prices and he was really a, a critic of crypto and cryptocurrency and, he hated it yeah and Bitcoin was I mean he called it a a, a noxious poison <laughs> which is such an he, I mean he is a man of of these analogies are fantastic. Oh yeah, I looked up. I looked up a bunch of uh, you know Munger quotes. Mungerisms. Yeah, Mungerisms. <laughs> partly, partly he says of this about Bitcoin. Partly fraud and partly delusion. That's a bad combination. I don't like either fraud or delusion, and the delusion may be more extreme than the fraud. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty pithy. He kind of nails it. it. It's true. I mean, I have not been a, a Bitcoin or a crypto investor too much. I've heard a little bit about it. But uh, I mean, are you thinking? Are you in that that world? I am not in that world. Not yet. No, we're behind. Well, here's we're what a little I did. Less trendy. I downloaded the bit the uh, coin app. What is it called? Something. Well, there's an app that you know, Coinbase. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's and if you went to Bitcoin, they would if you signed up, they would give you five dollars in Bitcoin. So that's as deep as I've gotten. Wow. My five dollars is now worth about a buck. Interesting. <laughs> so that's a really interesting business model, kind oh, yeah. of, for well, the yeah. Coinbase. But wow. Yeah. Well, I hope that Charlie rests in peace and and he did a lot for the investment world. Yes. Well, let's uh, tell you what. Let's uh, join uh, Coach Pete Deruta, Um And uh, let's see. Who else is there? Morgan Patrick, Thomas Lipscomb. And they're all talking about, well, Coach, just get things going, um, you know, as, as Coach likes to do. Yep. Every day's a Saturday in retirement. Every sure. day's a Saturday. I loved that That's post. Right. <laughs> it was a calendar, and it was six Saturdays and a Sunday, Morgan. I love it. So, so Monday through Friday, we were yeah. replaced. It was just, yeah. Anyways, you still it, spend it, money on Sunday. It was too. a great Probably visual. A it was a great visual. So, I mean, we really need to have more than enough money than we ever dreamed of, not to maybe hopefully getting by, because yeah. you know Murphy's law strikes when that happens, and we need an emergency fund too. We need to have a buffer zone to keep us out of trouble if something goes wrong. So that's what we put in any plan we build. We make sure to to cover the red, the green and the yellow money money yeah. that's a long-term money that's short-term and money that's whatever money right so we need to we need to have emergency money and that's in that whatever account because whatever's going to happen usually does yeah. and usually happens when you don't have that whatever account so it is funny how that works morgan if you have something set aside and and you're planning for something sometimes it doesn't happen no. so if we plan for the worst and the worst never happens that means it's going to be better and that's mm -hmm. what we always do we, we put the worst case scenarios in writing on paper showing you if absolute tidal wave came in and wiped out everything every single day for the rest of, of your life, here's what could still happen and here's how your success rate could be. Yeah, worst, And that's beautiful. Worst case scenario. Yeah, worst case scenarios and your number's going to be here. And yeah. It's probably a number you could probably live with, but that's worst case scenario. If you plan well, uh, you can really enhance your retirement and, and have the one you want. Obviously. Now, yeah. have you ever watched a baseball game when the guy's in the on-deck circle, he picks up three baseball bats and swings them? Three. I mean, it looks heavy, right? Yeah, heavy, or he heavy, puts heavy. the donut on there. Right, yeah. but he's swinging it, swinging. Yeah. Then, he, then he gets rid of all and goes up to bat with one bat. That yeah. bat feels really light. Yeah. So if we build around the worst, 
it's going to be like that batter right there. You're going to be ready for anything, and you're going to succeed a lot more than if you didn't plan that way. I've seen way too many plans come into the past where the, the planner had, the financial planner or the salesperson, the person they've been dealing with before, had overestimated what they would get in certain places, and they were very disappointed because it didn't come close to that. And so it's just important. I was talking to, I was in New York City last week filming with Tom Hegda, the author of the book, uh, Don't Worry, Retire Happy, and his brand new book he was talking about in New York was Tom Hegna's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And we're just talking about how just simple tweaks in a portfolio early on can make the difference between success and failure a big time. Because if we just adjust something, we say, oh, I don't have to worry about retirement. I'm, I'm still 30 years away. But if you make a small adjustment now, you might be able to retire in 25 years, maybe 20 years. See? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we need to make sure that we never put this thing in our head where you're too old or too young or it's too late. We've, I've heard that all the time. Oh, I'm too old. I'm too young. It's too late. No, it's not. You put those restrictions on yourself, and we shouldn't do that. We should always look forward, and we should always look for the next positive thing. That's gonna that would really help the society out these days. I agree. Looking forward to yeah. positive things, I which mean, I'm always looking forward to positive things. Looking forward to next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what's the what's the phrase we, we hear often? You know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you are sitting there and you've got your portfolio and you just set it over there and you're forgetting about it. Yeah. Uh, you're not doing an adjustment. You're not meeting with a professional. You're not mapping it out and seeing if you need. Maybe you need to pivot. Maybe you need to go in a different direction. If you are just, you got your blinders on, you got your head in the sand, yep. uh, you could be missing out. Well, it's almost yep. like uh, deciding not to go to the doctor year after year right. because you feel fine, or maybe you don't feel fine. You just don't want to go. You don't want to hear what the news is. But that's what we don't need to be doing for our portfolio. I think every year it needs a physical, just to make sure everything's mm -hmm. working like it should, or hopefully the planner didn't overestimate something. And people make mistakes a lot of times when they get panicked. Heard about this yeah. couple from a different advisor. They cashed in the plan he put together for them, even though the plan was perfect, because mm. some other advisor told them it wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so that advisor now is on the hook because the people could potentially lose money. They lost money taking the money out. And so the sales guy, they went to one of these steak dinner things, and the, the guy afterwards talked them into moving their money from a real plan into something he was selling. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. that happens way too much. But we need to know where we're getting our information from. Trust your source. Make sure you're dealing with a fiduciary planning firm. Well, that's certainly good advice. Absolutely. I, I loved the the likenesses to baseball. Coach can help you build that Grand Slam retirement plan. Yeah, right. Retire like a champion. Right. Well, hey, that takes us right into uh, how about a road trip? Let's go. Speaking of baseball, yeah. So uh, Dave uh, Perkins has uh, whipped up another uh, road trip. He's got the car all warmed up, and uh, off we go. It's your go-go years, so let's get going with another retirement road trip. Let's go with baseball heading to Cooperstown, New York for the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. It's said you could possibly view everything in the museum in two to three hours, but if you really want to take it in, you should allow yourself at least five hours. In other words, there's a lot in there. We can't cover it all, but we'll cover four inductees and one who many think should be in there. And the babe swings. It's a long one, a long one going out toward right center. Stengler's backing up against the wall. He can't get it. It's in there. Another home run for the Bambino. Babe Ruth is regarded by many to be the greatest baseball player of all time. Also called the Great Bambino and the Sultan of Swat, Ruth was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame as one of its first five members in 1936. The Babe was the first batter to hit 60 homers in a season and was the first batter to hit 500 homers in a career. Today, 
I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Lou Gehrig played 17 seasons for the Yankees. Gehrig was renowned for his prowess as a hitter and his durability, which earned him the nickname the Iron Horse. Following a winter meeting of the Baseball Writers Association in December of 1939, Gehrig was chosen to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in a special election due to his illness. Jackie Robinson, number 42, a number that would later be retired because of his incredible talents. Robinson helped the Dodgers win the 1955 World Series, winning nine MVP awards, nine Rookie of the Year awards, and a Cy Young Award. Jackie was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1962. And a controversial name to close out the list, Pete Rose. Rose is the all-time hit leader with 4,256 hits throughout his career. Also known by his nickname, Charlie Hustle, has been banned from consideration for induction into the Hall of Fame for decades due to his admission that he bet on games in which the Reds were involved while managing the team. Maybe one day he'll get in. In the meantime, be sure to get your home run retirement plan so you can hit the road in your go-go retirement years. Sounds good. I think I heard a lot of a familiar voice in there. I think besides Dave. Yeah. I think that that was me or <laughs> that was me. That was you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean the a lot of folks have that retirement dream and my dad's retirement dream is to go visit every baseball diamond. Oh, yeah. And you can go to Cooperstown and and pretty much see them all. Yeah, cover a lot. Yeah, go to Minneapolis. That Twin Stadium is amazing. I w that is a legendary stadium. Yeah, and it's one of the newest and often thought to be one of the best. Yes, yes. it it is. Yeah. All right. So um, let's see. Empower Finance. It's a financial services company. Here's a survey they did about 2,000 people, and they asked um, if how much of a pay raise would you need to be happy. That's such an interesting question. And it turns out, uh, average American thinks 50 percent would make it happen. Would make them happy. Would make so, them just so happy. So get another 50 percent to what I'm. It's like, well, okay, that's a start. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because it's a survey and you can really say anything, yeah. right? You could say, I'd like 100%. But to just be happy, that's an interesting bar. Mm -hmm. And it says a lot about where folks are at right now. Yeah. Especially with the inflation. Well, exactly. So, I mean, again, we'll, I don't know. It's sort of interesting. We're, we stumble across all of these surveys. Um, but, 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 but what are we thinking about here? Oh, how about this? This is for your world because uh, you're the single person out there. Uh, <laughs> intrepid daters are finding, roma uh, finding romance on apps where they used to post about their achievements and interests, including exercise tracking app Strava, language learning platform Duolingo, and film review hub Letterboxd, all of which have features that allow users to connect. Former dating service users say that striking up a conversation on a service where you know someone shares your interests can feel more natural than sifting through apps. What do you think, Chrissy? Well, the dating world has changed so much. The apps, the swiping, if it's very shallow to just look at pictures and then decide if you think the person's attractive, I think that's limiting. So I kind of like the fact that it's taking this little pivot into a world where people have similar interests and have things in common already. Sure. And it's not as much about the three or five photos that you have up on an app, a lot of which are probably doctored. Yep. Let's be real. Sure. So. I would. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm glad it's moving in a good direction, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to have you sift through one of my apps one time. <laughs> I trust you. I'm a yeah. That's, I can't imagine being out there. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm an old guy that's been married for, you know, the bulk of my life. So I. <laughs> yes. Well, you well, you hit the lottery. Yeah. It does well. Yeah. Third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what are we doing? Let's go. Uh, let's check in with Mark Geels. Mark Geels is a great guy. I don't know if you've listened to his show before. Yes. Uh, Sioux City, Iowa is where he is. He's just very pragmatic. He's very straightforward. And um, this time he's talking about the, um, uh, the, the sequence of returns risk, something we talk about all the time. So I've got a cool slide. If you ever come and visit me or we do a webinar, I will show you this slide. And it's, and it's a slide that shows the... S&P 500 index, you know, starting in the year 2000 and running, you know, for 20-some years. So the S&P 500 has averaged about 8% return since the beginning of this century. And so I asked the question, you know, if, you, if I told you that I could get you an 8% return on your money, how many of you would would agree with me that you should be able to withdraw 5% per year without any problems. All the hands in the room go up. Of course. Right? Yep. And and you should be able to adjust it upwards for inflation, you know, by 3% if you're earning 8. You take 5, next year you take 3% more, you're still earning an 8% average return. But what matters is... It's not a steady 8% return. You know, one year there's 23% return. The next year there's 4% return. The next year there's minus 11% return. And it matters on the sequence that those returns come whether or not your money will last through retirement. So, in other words, an 8% average return or even a 9 or 10% average return doesn't matter because it's the sequence that those returns come in because they're not all the same each year. So for instance, if we start that withdrawal at 5%, and I tell people, you know, 5% was the norm in 2000. You know, CDs were at 6%. You know, the S&P is averaging 20% return. Money market accounts were at 5%. So why couldn't you take a 5% withdrawal? Because that was just basically the interest that you're earning on it, not even considering any growth. So if you go back that time, to that time period, 5% made perfect sense. Um, and if you're taking 5% and you're increasing it by 3 and you started that in 2000, year 14, you run out of money. Okay, You run out of money because you have three negative returns in a row. And your account value now at the end of 2003 is now at $500,000 and you're taking a 10% withdrawal or actually more than that. It's about a 12 or 13% withdrawal and your portfolio never recovers. And then 2008 comes along, puts the nail in the coffin and three years, four years later, your account value is almost gone. Man. Yeah. And, but if you flip those returns, so instead we just simply take those returns and we flip the S&P 500 returns. We take 2000, 2001, 2002, and we put them at the end, and we start with 2021 returns or 2020 returns, whatever it is. We start with positive returns at the end of today. So you've taken a 5% withdrawal. You've increased it by 3%. At the end of today, 
you've got just as much money as what you started, actually a little bit more than what you started uh, withdrawing. You know, so if you started with a million dollars, you've got more than a million dollars today uh, if you reverse the sequence of returns. But if the returns are negative at the beginning of your retirement, like they were at the beginning of 2000, a million dollars is zero in year 13 or 14. You run out of money. So, I mean, so that's sequence of return risk. And and so, again, if if you go to our website at EFS, the number four, the letter U, dot com, there's a great video that shows that. And by sequencing your money, so in other words, you're taking money and you're putting it in guaranteed investments for the first 10 years, you reduce substantially the risk of the sequence of return blowing up your retirement portfolio because what the sequence of return risk is is that you're selling assets at a loss and not giving them the time to recover. So sequence of return risk is reduced by taking money from fixed guaranteed investments that can't lose money and putting longer-term investments out into the later buckets where if they do lose money in the first few years of retirement, they have time to recover, uh, and you don't have to sell them at a loss and lock in those losses. That's Kim the basic premise of it. Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to understand. I love the way he explained it when he said that it matters the sequence in which the returns come in. That is such an insightful and pithy, short, concise, easy to understand I love that. Yeah. Mark is a talented fella. Well, he's got 30 years in the business, so he's been helping folks for a long time. And, and one of the things that I, that I certainly learned from him is in his world, they use something called time-segmented distribution. Okay. So in other words, you've got this money right here today, and that money is, is safe and you can't lose, all right? But, but it's accessible. And then that's good for the first five years, right? Sure. So, but then the next five or 10 years, well, then you've got money that's out there. That money is at risk. It, it's going to be in the market. It's going to make. But again, so you miss those sequence of returns. No matter what happens, wow. it's going to get switched. You know, I mean, so it's it's a it's it's something that people don't really a, think about. But right. You just kind of the 4% rule or there's, yeah. there's just blanket rules that are kind of applied to something that is really complex. And, and 30 years in the business can definitely help you <laughs> get some insight and glean some some of that Giel's wisdom. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's see. Let's get, let's keep going here. We've got uh, Joe Murphy. And uh, I know you're a fan of Joe's as am I. I love Joe. Uh, <laughs> so he's just this one I, I, I like just because it he's just kind of saying, all right, you just got to have a plan. Oh, absolutely. It's it's scary. And especially with everything that's been going on recently, Steve, the current events in this country, we have, you know, the, the, it feels like we're at a, a boiling point and everyone's, you know, picking sides and all that stuff. And you're looking at the stock market and it's all over the place and you're looking at your accounts and it doesn't feel like you're on sure footing. And that's a real scary time. And that's really where it comes in to talk to a financial advisor, talk to a fiduciary and just say, you know, 
I have this going on in my life. These are my burning questions that I need answered. You don't need to start and dive into a retirement plan. You need to establish exactly where you are right now. That is the most important step. And that can be the most challenging, finding time in this day and age to do that, to sit down, look at your budget, look at your cash flow, look at your accounts. You know, For all our listeners that are you know driving down the road, when was the last time that you looked at all your investment accounts? When was the last time that you reviewed your tax efficiency? When was the last time you looked at your budget? And for a lot of people out there that are diligent with doing that, congratulations. But there is a large part that's driving down the road right now saying, that's me. You know, I just don't have time. I'm providing for my family, taking care of the kids. I'm working. We're, we got our heads down. We're rocking and rolling. I think I have it set up correctly, but I'm not quite sure. That is when you really want to call someone to get all your ducks in a row. Get yourself organized so you can create a retirement plan. But you have to start with that very first um, part, Steve, and that's establishing point A. And it does take time. And we're very proficient at helping getting our clients that information so we can analyze where they are right now. Then it becomes a fun process of talking about goals, the future, what you really want to get out of this time that you've earned and you have earned it. You know, if you're facing retirement right now, you've worked for 20, 30 years, you deserve this. Let's get it the most efficient way, get the most money in your pocket possible. Take Uncle Sam and put him in the back of the car. We don't need him in our retirement. And for a lot of people out there, Steve, with income levels that are below 60,000, 50,000, that are just saying, you know what, I'm not quite sure if I have enough. This is so important to make sure that you are dialed in because some of these threats that we talk about on this show are going to impact lower income levels more than our higher, higher income levels out there. So it's critical no matter where you are. Do not be shy. Do not be afraid to call. We want to help. And that's the most important thing. We have to establish that communication to find out where you are. And that's all this is about, Steve. It's a conversation. It's not accusatory. It's not anything like that. All it is is finding out where you are. But people have some people have an issue with getting that. And I get it. You know, I understand it. You haven't looked at it for, you know, 10 or 15 years. Now, all of a sudden, it's in your face. people are expecting you, hey, you got to figure this out. Where do I start? What do I do? Pick up that phone, call us, and we will get you going where you want to be. Absolutely. Joe's there for you. You can catch that show every Sunday on WIND Radio, uh, AM 560 in Chicago. I, Joe Murphy, as are all of the folks that we're discussing on the show today, him and the Murphy Wealth Management team are so genuine and so sincere about helping you you become like part of a family and he's serious you do deserve this you do it's treat treat yourself right like treat yourself the end of the year the holidays what better gift to give yourself than figuring out where you are on that map well yeah fine you got to have a starting point you got to have it you know essentially like you got to have a y you got to have point a to to point z obviously and and uh, did you what else did you have chrissy i have a story that it might be. It might sound a little odd, but uh, I want to see if you can guess who was recently sentenced to the most time for a white collar crime in history. Um, you know, Bernie Madoff comes to mind. Well, it's actually going to be Alec Murdoch. Oh, really? The, the disgraced the, uh... former attorney. Oh my gosh! And he on Tuesday was sentenced for the financial crimes that he committed 
where he breached fiduciary responsibility and stole more than $12.4 million from clients and friends. And he only had to face the repercussions for the for $8 million of those embezzled funds. And with 101 total charges filed against him, he was sentenced to 27 years. He has to serve 85% of the 27 years. And this was a sentence that has never been done before. Oh, wow. It, it's very interesting. He had to hear the victim impact statements from clients, friends, and attorneys. And then he got to address the court himself. And he spoke for an hour. About what? He talked uh, literally about uh, he talked to the victims for about seven minutes of that time. And the rest of the time, it was literally a shout out to people emailing him, the people messaging him in jail. It was very bizarre. But the record of the white collar crime sentence for breaching the the fiduciary responsibility portion really blew me away. Yeah. He violated at 101 charges. Jeez, 101. Hmm. That's wow. why you need to make sure that you trust the I mean a person that you're working right. with, that you have a good relationship. Well, I think people thought they had one and I mean, you know, that Murdoch family was a, a legacy, dynasty. I mean, you know, a legend. Yep. Yeah, a dynasty, that's the word. They and, were. And the um, solicitor, they were the solicitor of the yeah. of the account, I mean, the grave grandfather of Alec, the great-grandfather and his father. Mm-hmm. So like they had like 100 years of yeah, right. Dominance in that area. Exactly. And then he came and blew it. Yep. Boy. Sucks. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of another no, word. You're absolutely right. The, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm sure he'll be moved to Butner Prison soon. <laughs> then him and Bernie. Well, Bernie's gone. Oh, yeah, now. that's a good point. Yeah. Well, he, well, good. I mean, well, oops. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Everything's good. <laughs> uh, my bad. Well, hey call it like i see it that's right that's right i think i'm fine with that <laughs> um, so let's uh let's check in with uh greg Barian. uh greg's a greg is a, a guy that works with us here at, at broadcasting experts you know we work with advisors all over the country greg's in our own backyard so yes. to speak. um and uh he uh, he does a show called a plus retirement a plus retirement because why settle for an a when you can get an a plus exactly well, so we, we called on the professor, and uh, um, what's he talking about here? He's talking about um, what you should consider as the year draws to a close, things that you should be doing. He's here with uh, uh, Jackie and uh, Dave Perkins. Not that Jackie and Dave Perkins are the same person, but... <laughs> Jackie Selby and Dave Jackie Perkins. Jackie Selby and Dave Perkins. Yeah, two separate people. Yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what are some things we need to look at at the end of the year uh, as, as we're approaching retirement? First off, 401k, if we can... Oh, 401k. Well, for, uh, first of all, if you are 73 or over, you have to make sure you've had had your distribution oh, on yeah. your 401k, because if you haven't, you know, we're looking at a penalty on that, and it, it's kind of vague. On the, on the, it used to be 50%. Yeah. Now right. it's well. It could be twenty five. It could be ten. If you do it in t- a timely it, yeah, manner. Yeah. If you if you if you, oh. uh, if you if you bow to the gods of the government properly, right. I guess maybe they'll give you a little bit of leeway. But did I, they I, ever really enforce that fifty percent? Or do you think it'll, it'll be? In other words, there will be more serious about enforcing the penalty now that it's lowered. I don't know. My clients never miss it. That's all well, I that's know. The, oh, that's the key. <laughs> see, that's, I see. <laughs> Whoa! Is that the slow curveball to give the number again? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> exactly. 
What about if you do take a distribution and you want to give it to charity? Is that a calendar year thing you need to do it? It's, it's a calendar year. Absolutely. Okay. You know, and, and also, you know, I've, I've been thinking a lot. Sometimes, you know, folks are very blessed. They have lots of money. And sometimes these 401k distributions can really be just like, oh, okay, well, here comes here comes $30,000. You know, what am I going to do with it? I don't need it. Put it in the bank. You know, there's different ways of working with that money. For instance, let's say you have some grandkids that you want to take care of and and, and you want to be able to uh, make sure that they have what they need in life. And and you got to think long because, you know, a a kid that's, you know, 10 years old is not thinking about what life's going to be when they're 60 years old. They're, 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 no. they're thinking, where, where, where am I going to get my next basketball game to play? Yeah. You know what I mean? Even uh, people in their 20s or, are or, thinking about the weekend. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. And so, 30s and 40s. I once did some plans for some folks in Wilmington, and it was beautiful, beautiful, because instead of taking those 401k distributions, what they did is they funded life insurance policies, overfunded life insurance policies for these children, which... I mean, for goodness sake, the cost of insurance on a kid is minimal. So that means all that money is going into the life insurance policy. Next thing you know, you do that for 20, 30, you know, 20 years, say, as long as you're alive. Now it stops. So you stop funding it. Now the kid turns 60 years old. And they go, oh, yeah. Guess I what? Got, Grandpa and Grandma, God bless them. They've been gone for 20, 30 years. They, they set this up for me. Yeah. Let's, let's see what kind of money I can get out of it. Next thing you know, they're pulling 50K out of that thing tax-free. Nice. And they're yeah. going, wow, Grandma, Grandpa, thank, thank you. you. And the advantage to Grandma and Grandpa right now is... The tax implication, yeah, right? Yeah, because what's happening is they're taking something they've already paid taxes on. The government's making them take it. they got to put it somewhere. So what they're doing is they're really super enhancing their legacy that that they'll never see their grandchildren you know or or possibly children really truly enjoy but knowing that it's there for them and man every time that check comes grandma and grandpa they're gonna be thinking of you and thanking you you know what i mean okay wow i love that i mean they he his nickname is carolina safe money guy for a reason i mean that is such a relatable oh yeah absolutely because my my grandparents were kind enough to to plan and they left me enough money so i could pay off my remaining student loan debt and i'm so grateful for that oh yeah and big thing yeah it was it was something that i will always be eternally grateful for even though they're not here anymore and and so that is something that and the fifty percent penalty is something that I I thought was interesting too. Right. Oh, that used to be no. That changed right. with the, Secure Act two point right. yeah. They cut it in half. But I I do wonder how many folks don't even realize that they're going to have to face that penalty. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm sure plenty. You know, I uh, so I found this just before we started the show. Uh, I'll read the headline. Boomers seem to have traded in the child raising village for traveling. Now, millennial parents say they have no one to support them because because the boomers, they're retired. What do you do when you first retire? Yeah, that's called the go-go years because right. they go-go and they're they're you know going to fancy restaurants. They're going to resorts. They're doing all of that. And then the poor millennials are saying, hey, wait a minute. I need a little help here. <laughs> nope. You know, see ya. <laughs> ooh, okay. I rolled my eyes during that a lit that headline a little bit just because 
it's nothing is go is going to be handed to you. You're not guaranteed help. Well, while it'd no. be nice, <laughs> while it would be nice, they. I have a feeling folks will circle back around after those go-go years, after they're enjoying their retirement, and grandma and grandpa are going to want to babysit a lot. So don't worry yet, millennials. I don't think it's 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 hopeless. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it depends on how much grandma and grandpa are traveling. That's true. You know, and if they've got time, because, you know, they've got plenty of time. Right. And they want to do it on their terms. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's see. We got another clip here. Let's uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Christina Ping is who we're talking about here. Um, she was talking with Dave Perkins um, about the importance of kind of redefining yourself once you hit retirement. Yeah, I know that when you jump into retirement, you're going to change your daily habitual behavior. A lot of my retirees, I'll see them about six, eight, twelve months into retirement, and they look very different because they've lost weight because they're able to get out and, you know, go for walks together, play pickleball, whatever else. They're able to meal prep. So they're making healthier, good meals at home or going out to eat lunch and choosing healthier portions and then having a light dinner or something. People do like to focus on their health because your health is your wealth in retirement. So I love seeing that. But sometimes people can get really busy with hobbies, but you're just not satisfied. Yeah. That's very important. Busy but not satisfied. Yes. And retirement's not just money. It's growth beyond money. I know you've seen that before. It's on the website. That is definitely our slogan at Powerful Legacy. We want to talk to you about the spiritual aspect. We want to talk to you about the physical, mental, emotional, obviously financial, political, all those different pieces of retirement that compose your retirement plan individually. And even more so now than ever, it's probably really important to find something in your life, given that retirement could be 30 plus years. And that's something Christina knows about. So, yeah, a lot of it's financial, of course. You've got to have that plan. But there's even more to that. Now, I know your goal is to set people up to where you don't they don't have to go back to work in retirement. But but if they choose to, are you seeing more of that people deciding to maybe reenter the workforce in some capacity? I am seeing that, you know, sometimes people want to go and just have a part time job just to have a good time or Or maybe start a business. Yes. They actually turn their passion into a second wind. Mm-hmm. I see that there are all sorts of folks out there that have amazing talents that maybe you were afraid to let it have an opportunity to pay the bills. So now that you don't have to worry about that, you get out there and you get to enjoy that passion. And that's always wonderful, too. And I just see so many different ways. You know, Dave, I think about myself when we're out and about in public. You're so right. People ask, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't really like answering that question. Because I'm like, what do you mean? What do I do? <laughs> That's, you know. <laughs> I mean, you do, do a you lot of things. That question? <laughs> yeah, I can't just answer that in one. Well, um, what do I do? Number one, here on earth, number one, I'm a mother and a wife. You know, that's important right there in my household. Yeah. Number two, what do I do? I eat. I love to eat every day. (laughs) I'm always thinking about what I'm going to eat. So Mm -hmm. I'm a professional eater. (laughs) (laughs) A foodie. I'm a foodie. (laughs) Um, Yes. You know what? I get to enjoy helping people plan the rest of their lives. She has such a soothing voice. I mean, the whole ASMR trend where 
folks listen. I mean, that's how I feel listening to her and knowing that she is so passionate about food, which we share that in common, and helping people plan the rest of their lives is, is, it really comes through. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I think that and I also, I mean, I love the foodie part too, again. Yeah. yeah. Of but uh, I think that that's super important to make sure that it's not just looked at as a financial plan. It is a plan for the rest of your life. It is. Yeah, right. And uh, let's see, her firm, uh, Christina's firm, is uh, Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services Offices in Lexington and Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, You can hear the podcast at uh, yourpowerfullegacy.com. And again, you can catch virtually all of the advisors on their individual podcasts if you search for them by name. Uh, And of course, if you're uh, listening to Financial Pizza, I've got links to all of them in the the show notes with this uh, with the shop. Well, what a pizza. What a pizza. We put her together. Yeah. yeah. Hot, fresh, and ready to go. In 30 minutes or less, that's the idea, right? <laughs> well, what what a day. And thank you, Steve. Yeah, I've got a great view of you and of this beautiful place. Yes. Well, and this is episode 209. 209. Of financial pizza, yeah. Look at you go. Yeah, this is amazing. It's a, a my, I'm so grateful to be able to celebrate a milestone with you. You hit the 200. The 200s, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, um, let's remind everybody. Let's see. You can reach us by email. That's Steve at financialpizza.com or Chrissy at financialpizza.com. Um, let's see. We've got links to all the shows. I mentioned that. Uh, produced and written by, uh, well, Chrissy and me, and uh, coming from the palatial studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Lovely. It's lovely here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate it. We're going to come back next week. We've got more financial pizza just for you. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.